Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Purcell. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays from people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There's medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand the deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business. Sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Claire Millette. Claire is an acupuncturist and a craniosacral therapist. At 33, she was diagnosed with stage 2 hormone-positive ductal breast cancer and is now living with stage 4 inflammatory breast cancer. Here's Claire Millette reading her essay titled Body Map. Transfixed, I stand in the doorway. For how long, I'm not sure. My feet feel glued to the floor. I take a deep breath, tighten the belt to my robe, and close my eyes. Exhaling, my foot finally releases, and I walk into the room. I pick this room for the large mirror leaning against the wall, the mirror I hauled into my house and lovingly placed in this space. I look up at the strand of fake orchids hanging from the top, the ones my sister sent me when I went for my first surgery. I want to look anywhere but at myself. I don't usually struggle to look at myself. I don't usually avoid mirrors or sneer at my own reflection. But today is different. Today I choose to look at myself with intention. To touch every scar, remember my story, and hopefully walk away feeling whole. Tossing a pillow on the floor, I take a deep breath and sit down. I'm surprised how hard it is to do this. I didn't know I held so much resistance. And yet, here I am, my breathing shallow, heart racing. I place my hands on my bare knees and look up. Meeting my own eyes, I see fear. Reaching out, letting my fingertips touch the surface, I watch my reflection mirror my movements. I steady my breath and begin my task. I move my hands first to my hair. Short and sassy, it's one of the best haircuts I've ever had. But I didn't choose this haircut because I wanted a fun change. I chose this cut because my hair was thinning, clumps falling out with every brush, with every shampoo, the meds showing their effects. I never lost my hair to chemo, so I never felt that true loss. And yet every time I took a shower and I looked at my hands holding a tangle of wet hair, I felt my stomach drop, my mind flashing forward, wondering if this is what it will be like. Will this be my experience at some point in the future? I run my hands through my hair now, turning from right to left, and smile. 
In this case, the need to cut my hair helped me feel strong, powerful, and beautiful. I faced the mirror once more and touched my face, tracing thinning eyebrows, bags under my eyes, acne scars, the contour of a slightly crooked mouth, a nose that is just too big. I look at myself and try to change the narrative. I see the arch of my brow, one of my features I always loved. I see the bags from fatigue and look up just a fraction into the hazel eyes that shift from green to brown and back again. I see the acne scars and remember how far I've come from the teenager I was. I glance at my crooked mouth, the one I got from one of my many surgeries, and I remind myself that part of my lip used to not move at all. And I move back to my nose, the just too big nose with a bulbous tip, and I remind myself that this nose lays on the face of my mother, my aunts, and my grandmother. This nose is a reflection of the women that came before me. I turn my head to the left. My hand moves down, tracing the scar running under my jaw. I feel the tightness along my neck and into my face. I feel the pull at the lip that doesn't quite move the same. It blends seamlessly at my jaw until it puckers at the midline, right under my chin. I look at this scar that runs all the way to my ear and remember the severity of the name, neck dissection. I remember the trauma of the surgery, the paralysis of the nerves, the relief of knowing they took the affected lymph nodes out. I also remember finding a new lymph node two weeks later, a small lump three inches below the new scar, and I remember the shock at how this was happening. I look up and see anger reflected back at me. Anger, the emotion I've made friends with over the past six years. I close my eyes, take a deep breath, and when I look back, the anger has shifted to resolve. Pulling the neck of the robe, I reveal my shoulders. I trace my collarbones, pausing at the scar at the center where they meet. It's almost two inches long, evidence of a removed skin metastases. The position of the scar flattens out the little dip that usually resides there. I remember feeling sad about that. I always thought that was a sexy little dip, a beautiful shape with the neighboring collarbones. I look at it today and also see the new growths, comically evident at the tips of the scar, with two others sandwiched it from above and below. I turn my head to the left and see the other growth, the one that recently decided to show off and shine its true colors. These small lesions that look insignificant, but to me reflect the mountains I constantly climb. I place my hands on the belt and hesitate. Looking back into my eyes, I open my robe. I start slow, resting my fingers on my sternum. I run them over the small blue dot. One of the five tattoos I got last November to help the radiation team prepare for treatment to my liver. I move to my right breast, the real one. The breast that holds scars from the first surgery when they reduce it to match the other. The scar surrounds the nipple, now smaller than it was, then bisecting the breast to the fold, meeting the scar that runs along that same fold. I remember how worried I was about the way my body looked after that first surgery. I remember the tears in my eyes the first time I let a man see me, the care he took with me. I am so grateful to him to this day. I move to the left breast, a map of surgeries and scars from inflammatory cancer. This breast isn't real. It lies higher than the other, smooth and taut. The nipple is gone. This breast was taken in the second surgery. The implant lies under the muscle so that every time I flex, the skin puckers and folds. The rest of the skin is smooth but scarred, a topographical representation of the time my cancer became inflammatory and the whole breast was red and angry. 
I felt stabbing pain followed by raised skin and blisters. As I traced the scars, I noticed a surreal experience of not actually feeling the path my fingers make. The nurse cut in the second surgery left this breast numb. I slide my fingers to the side of the breast, feeling the slight elevation to my skin, a remnant of the surgery from my surprise diagnosis of melanoma. The scar runs from my breast down over my ribs, my Frankenstein scar, with the perfect white line flanked with white dots, an extreme surgery for a small mole that was inconveniently found on the breast with no skin to spare. So they took it from my torso. The three-inch scar wrapping into my breast feels dramatic in its intrusiveness, so prominent you almost don't see the two small scars from the drains two surgeries ago. I move to the blue dot on my abdomen straightening in an attempt to hide the folds. I am the heaviest I have ever been. When my treatment turned to blocking my hormones four years ago, the fatigue hit and my metabolism dropped. My life became sedentary. I leaned into emotional eating and the results reflect back to me. I work hard not to look away. There is nothing to like when I look at this part of me. I touch my belly and feel like it might be too much. Too much to process, accept, and let go. I take another of many breaths and choose to move on. I straighten so that I can see the last set of scars, three small peeking through, one at my belly button and two at my lower abdomen. So small you have to actively look for them. They are evidence of the latest surgery where they remove my ovaries. The parts of me I have been suppressing with drugs, stopping any evidence of hormones. I chose to remove them. I thought I could perhaps improve my quality of life by removing the need for one of the drugs in my regimen. This epic, permanent decision led to a surgery that was over in less than 10 minutes. Another surgery removing another part of me that is so strongly female. I flash back to being in the hospital with my hands resting just like this, saying goodbye to this part of me. My heart flutters. I drop my hands to my knees again, exhausted from the memories that have bombarded my mind. I check in, looking into my eyes once again. Eye contact takes me over the edge, tears falling, gliding down the scarred skin of my cheeks. I let them fall. I wrap my arms around myself and sink into this feeling, rocking back and forth. I let the pain leak out of my eyes, sobbing out the memories, feeling the tears splashing on my legs. Time passes and the quiet tears slow. My eyes are now poofy and red-lined, the green more evident. I feel drained and broken. I reflect back on the intention of this exercise and inch closer to the mirror. Placing my hands against it, I lean forward until all I can see are my eyes. Tuning out everything else, every scar, every marred part of my skin, every judgment. I stare into my own devastated eyes. More tears escape. I sit and breathe, holding hands with my reflection. Time is lost once more. My heart rate slows. My eyes shift from shattered to calm. I am lighter. The corners of my mouth lift slightly. I sit back and look at my body in its entirety. This body has been through so much. It carried me through every diagnosis, every surgery, every treatment. I look into my eyes and I am surprised by my reflection. There is pride there. I never thought to look at my body and see its power instead of its weakness. Most of my skin is unmarked. 
Something I don't see as I focus on what I want to be different. And yet every mark is a story. My skin and love of where I've been and what I've been through. I lean forward, rest my forehead on the mirror and close my eyes. Reaching out, I hold my hands to my reflection once more and whisper a promise. I promise to remember that the map shows me more than the past six years. I promise to remember not only the times my body struggled, but also the times it thrived. The trepidation with which I walked into this room is gone. I let out another breath and feel my crooked lips smile. I open my eyes and look deeply into my reflection and see peace. I'm Emily Purcell, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. <laughs>